Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cave of the Cross Apologetics. I am Patrick. And I'm Tony. And uh, we're cracking into our uh, uh, first chapter of our book, Against All Oppositions, Defending the Christian Worldview by Greg Bonson in in post. Uh, so <laughs> he didn't actually write this book, but uh, Gary DeMar and the folks at uh, American Vision uh, took some of his lectures and made it into this book as a good primer into uh, presuppositionalism, um, defending the, the Christian faith through uh, worldview discussion. And so uh, we're starting off our, our first chapter here called uh, Faith or Reason. And so this is uh, probably you've had a number of conversations with people. Oh, I believe in science. I believe in reason over faith. Uh, faith is at odds with um, a science or a reality. And, uh, and so if, if you were to take kind of the Hollywood <laughs> view of it, as I've seen a number of shows attempt to uh, um, start to deal with um, uh, kind of uh, uh, stories involving uh, what, what their version of, of understanding of Christianity or uh, religion uh, incorporates is uh, there's, always some, there's always some character, if they're dealt with not crazily, uh, is uh, someone who just has a high mind and, oh, I believe in science, but f- faith is for everything else that we, we, we uh, can't always accept. And right. it, it sounds very uh, uh, high-minded and uh, it gives the main character something to think about because obviously you can't have a main character that has faith because those are, those are bad characters. Right. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but then they, they just go off and, and there might be a, a twist where something uh, coalesces together where, uh, a, a wheel bounces off and, and they're saved at the last minute through unexplained coincidences. And, and then, then the character moves on from there. So uh, that, that's about the extent that uh, Hollywood gets us. But unfortunately, um, that doesn't seem to be the real definition for what faith is. <laughs> and so uh, we have to uh, define what uh, faith is, what reason is, in order to start looking at what our our presuppositions, uh, what, what, what we bring to the table, how we see the world through, uh, how everyone deals with it. Uh, and, and so, um, uh, Bonson here, uh, is going to kind of talk about, um, this idea of, of whether, uh, and of course he's not going to say that it is, but whether faith conflicts with a reason particularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, at the start of it, uh, he, he gives this uh, story of a, of a nice old lady at the, the Orange County Airport. And so he's uh, going on his way to Atlanta, Georgia from Chicago. And he's got this experience with this woman who comes up to the counter and says, the number on my ticket says that I'm supposed to get on this plane, but I'm going to Hartford. She's supposed to go to Hartford, not Chicago. And the agent says, well, yes, uh, you're going to Chicago, get off the plane and then get on the plane for Hartford. People going to Boston will stay on the plane that you flew. And so uh, uh, he, he kind of, elicits the story to, to say that uh, sometimes we have our assumptions wrong about uh, uh, where we might think we're going and, and uh, we, we, we need some help sometimes. Right, right. So this lady obviously wanted to go to Hartford and uh, everything indicated that she wasn't going to be able to get there and so she was concerned, right? And so the guy uh, the, at the counter said, no, 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 you just you know get off the plane and transfer to another one in right. Chicago and, and find in Hartford. But if you stay on the plane, you end up in Boston. Right. right? <laughs> so, uh, uh, so anyway, yes, you're right. He tells a story and he says, unbelievers are in some ways just the opposite of this lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have chosen a way of looking at the world and a way of thinking and a way of living that is going to land them 
in Boston, so they won't be able to get off in Chicago. Right? <laughs> Still open the door. <laughs> yes, right. So they think they'll be able to get out, off in Chicago, but it won't work for them. He says that he wants to uh, teach believers not to let unbelievers off the plane using their own autonomous reasoning and denial of the God of the Bible by showing them, that is believers, how futile their um, believers showing the unbelievers how futile their belief system is, right? And so he says when they've chosen a worldview, they need to make sure that they know where they're going, and we need to help them to see that they're going to Boston and not Hartford, <laughs> right? right? Or changing planes, getting off in Chicago. Right. And so, you know, check the ticket, make sure you know where it's going to get off, right? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, you know, we, we hold these ideas that uh, we kind of take for granted, and um, sometimes we like the end of the story rather than the beginning, and so we, we, we want to say, oh, uh, you know, I, I'm a very reasonable person, and so does your worldview allow you to get to those uh, 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 to, the, the, to, to, to the ability to use that reason yeah. consistently yeah. within the confines of, of that world. And does it end up where you think it ends up? <laughs> right. Yeah. right. Next stop, Tutankhamen. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, facts aren't enough is, is uh, what the, this, this portion of the chapter is called. And he says, the, the facts are not what's really at stake, although it will sometimes seem like they are, but that isn't what the issue really is. He says, I want you to know the facts or what are called facts, such as things you can see with your eyes are not what separates you from the unbeliever. What separates you from the underlying worldview, it's the philosophy, not the facts. Right. So here he makes this distinction between facts and philosophy, right? right? There is, there exists a, uh, a pencil. Well, we, that's the fact of the matter, right? But in terms of what it's used for, what we should use it for, you know, all those types of things, are different. So right. a fact is different from your philosophical beliefs. That's mm-hmm. what he's getting at here. And oftentimes, in fact, what he's suggesting here is philosophical beliefs, presuppositions, drive you in terms of what you do and what you believe, mm-hmm. regardless of the facts. Right. 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 You, you, you come uh, uh, to a metal object in the middle of the desert. Uh, it's cylindrical. Uh, it doesn't uh, seem to have... Uh, uh, any wells or, or anything like that, but you you know more than anything in the world that aliens do not exist. And so coming <laughs> into contact with what only appears to be a flying saucer, uh, you're going to go through things like, oh, th- this is just some government project. This is, uh, you know, a foreign military thing. Uh, th- this just happened to randomly coalesce in in the desert as as things do. And so it, the one thing we know it can't be is is aliens because aliens don't exist. And so th- there, there's the, the, the uh, glass view that I'm, I'm looking at this thing in the desert that um, uh, I'm, I'm meeting face-to-face. Or we can take the matrix route and say, nothing is real. It's just a glitch in the matrix. And <laughs> so, right. so e- even, even the fact that you say, I'm experiencing this or I'm observing this, um, th- th- there's, there's other religions that uh, say, no, what you're experiencing uh, is is just what uh, what uh, the, the 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 gods have uh, uh, put in your way in you order to to, or, to, yeah. to get get in the way yeah, or exactly. or uh, you know what whatever it might be. So um, so we can't just say oh let's find common ground that this exists. Uh, and, you know you can get there, but we don't always want to give people the out of just saying yes let's agree on this. We want to we want their 
interpretation of the facts to get them to that point so that we uh, can talk with them on that same level, or we're just kind of talking past each other without even realizing it. Mm. All right, so uh, faith is not uh, contrary to reason. So according to the old saying, faith is believing what you know isn't true. <laughs> in other words, faith is one thing and rationality is this other thing. Uh, Peter Bogosian in his uh, famous book, uh, Manual for Creating Atheists. Uh, but bo- belief is believing what you, uh, you you claim to believe, but not it, you don't really know it. Right. And so people have taken this and said, yep, th- this is what faith is. But it hasn't really allowed uh, Christians to, to, to bring up faith in how the Bible uh, brings up there are yes, there are exceptions where Christians uh, might uh, uh, bring this up as a as a a, a bad definition, uh, but we have to um, uh, understand that sometimes people are wrong, even within the discipline of their science or of of their reason or uh, uh, whatever it might be, and so um, we need to kind of go back to the basis and say. Okay, what exactly is uh, the, the 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 base definition for which we're um, we're bringing to the table, or should bring to the table? The devil would love for you to believe that. Sadly, there are some uh, who profess to follow Jesus Christ, but are secret agents of for the devil because they will also encourage you to think this way: that we have intellect and rationality over here, and then faith is over there. Faith is believing what you know isn't true, and. That's just a bad definition of right. what faith is. It's not what the early church believed. It's not what Judaism believes. It's not what the Bible teaches. It's not what the early church taught. Uh, it's not really up until kind of the 20th century, maybe a little bit sooner than that, that you have this weird, fanciful idea um, of, of, of this faith is, oh, it's, it's just all the unexplained things. I, I, I believe it, uh, and, and reason is for everything that I can kind of prove scientifically or through rational means, and, and, and it's over here. Right. We don't need to separate. In fact, we can't separate it, and it's not just the Christian that can not separate this idea. Is yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, and so this idea that, you know, faith is believing what you know ain't so kind of thing, <laughs> right, is uh, he says it's just wrong. That's not what faith is all about. And, in fact, he, he asked, you know, do you see how insulting it is to the Lord of history to say, I'm holding on to you, Jesus, knowing that you aren't true. <laughs> right. right? I mean, you know, that's believing what you know ain't is not the case. Well, that's what you're saying, right? right? right. He says, what an insult. I, I hope he, that, you know, we can see this. Uh, what I'm saying, he says, faith is in no way believing what you know isn't true. That is not what the Bible means when it's talking about faith, right? The Bible is talking about trust, right? It's talking about uh, confidence, right, right? right. Confide yeah. with faith. <laughs> it's it's uh, where we get that word from. Yeah. 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 So we put our trust in the Lord. We don't, and, and we, and we believe, right? We have beliefs and then we, there's, there's evidence for our beliefs, but we trust the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you're standing, let's say you're standing on this table and two of us are on the side of the table. You turn your back to us and we say, okay, Patrick, Go ahead and just fall backwards. <laughs> well, you know. Come a little closer. Yeah, right? Faith or trust is the, the then the decision and therefore the action that follows of falling backwards, having faith that your friends will catch you. Right. right? That's not believing what you know ain't so. Right. right? It's trusting that uh, they care and they will make sure that you don't get hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's the same type of thing that the Bible is talking about. We trust in Jesus. 
Jesus. Not not believe that he is, right. but we trust it and have our confidence in him. Right. right? It's the same thing when um, uh, people use the word hope. Oh, I really hope this happened. What you mean by that statement is I have really wishful thinking that yes, this would occur. Yes, yeah. But it's not how the Bible uses it. And so um, uh, because we live in a Western society, those words have been co-opted. And so... Uh, it, it, it tends to, to change, and we live in a, a very uh, um, moving uh, society where uh, words tend to evolve over time. Um, uh, look at uh, a number of ones you can't say anymore that were just fine uh, 20 <laughs> few, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't say that anymore, yeah. yeah. But ultimately, we, we have to have uh, kind of the standard of, you know, it, 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 it's, it's when scientists, oh, it's, it's not speed you're talking about, it's velocity. Well, right, but I'm I'm kind of using the, the 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 bad version of it. Well, when you're talking in science terms, having that delineation between what is speed and velocity um, uh, is important. Just like uh, one meter versus one inch, uh, that tends to <laughs> tends to get, get you to Mars, or uh, um, you're you're out thirty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so turning our brains off is not faith. The Bible doesn't teach that view of faith, and because it doesn't. I think it's fairly fair uh, to say that without trying to be personally insulting, it's stupid to believe that view of faith. Yeah. Uh, if, if you want to attack the straw man, it, it's it's what we've we've uh, said um, in uh, numerous books is is if you're not presenting the other side in a fair way and also in the way that they're presenting. Um, then you're doing the disservice to the argument that you're trying to make, yeah. uh, you know, uh, um, uh, the, the, you're hurting your own right. Yeah. The, uh, the, those who like chocolate ice cream, the, the, um, the, they uh, they like hurting children, and uh, they believe that if you hurt more children, then you'll like uh, chocolate ice cream more. Well, no, I just like chocolate ice cream. <laughs> I, I don't understand where this is coming from. No, no, that's what you believe. I know it. You try and hide it. I mean, that's not what you're saying, but it is what you're saying in the end. Uh, and and that tends to be the the rigmarole that that we get. And. Christians can do it too poorly with, with the other side as well. And so we don't want to do that. Yeah. So we want to make sure that, as you say, we don't attack a straw man, right? We don't make an argument and then defeat it. But the argument that we made and defeated is not the argument that the person has right. made, right? That's attacking a straw man. There can be implications that come from that. But if, if you're just going to just change uh, underlying uh, definitions and uh, underlying understanding of their position, then that's not getting to, to where you need to go. It's right. not. It's not the. It's not the place where you can start because you're both then on, on different uh, different levels talking about different things at that point in time. And so the point here is that the Bible, when it's talking about faith, is not talking about you know believing what you know ain't so <laughs> right. kind of thing, right? right? It's talking about a trust, a confidence in the word that yeah. God has said, yeah. right? And trusting God to do what he said he's going to do. That's the faith that, right. the, that the Bible's talking right. about. Paul, Paul goes to the Bereans. He <laughs> says, uh, Jesus come that he might fulfill scripture. And they just go, okay, yep, that sounds good. Well, we'll believe it without checking it. No, no, they searched their presuppositions, the Old Testament, and checked everything. And Paul then said, good job. That's yeah. exactly what you should do. I wish I could find more of you people like this. And <laughs> the Bereans became a well-known. Uh, um, An example and, of yeah. those who check right. things, check the yeah. deal out, right? right? Make exactly. sure that it's what it's supposed to be. Exactly. Yeah. So it would be better to say Christianity is not true, but it makes me feel good. Just as the belief in Santa Claus <laughs> used to make me feel good. Uh, it would be better to say that about Jesus than to say, I believe in Jesus because I have faith, even though I know it's not true. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. 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 
Good. It's that uh, that uh, thousand foot crutch. <laughs> <laughs> so he says okay. that Christianity is going to be viewed as irrational by certain people you meet, right? I mean, that's just the case. But not all people will mean the same thing by that. And so what he wants to do now is to show us some distinctions uh, so that we can understand very clearly the different kinds of irrationality with which we might be charged, right? right? And so actually he's going to talk about Eventually, he's going to talk about three of them, mm-hmm. but first he's going to deal with two, and then he's going to get to the third one where he says is the most uh, uh, difficult, one, right. I guess, yeah. right? So he says, some people claim that the idea of God becoming a man, <laughs> the incarnation, right, Jesus became a man, uh, is a logical contradiction, right? And he says, for them, this idea of there being a God-man is incoherent. It's a violation of the alleged laws of logic. And so when they charge Christianity with being irrational, what they mean is that it is contrary to the rules of logic, that it is illogical. Mm -hmm. So that's one uh, uh, way that Christianity is charged with being irrational. It is uh, illogical, right? It's contrary to the rules of logic. And here's uh, another way uh, that Christians might be considered irrational. There's no observational, scientific, or historical substantiation for the magnificent claims that are made in the Bible, and yet you believe them. Mm. Yeah. For instance, the Bible tells us that Jesus multiplied the loaves and fishes, and he raised the dead. When someone claims that believing these events is irrational, what they mean is that there's no evidence for them. There's not, nothing that you can put in a Petri dish. There's nothing that you can uh, uh, put under the microscope. There's nothing that you can well, rewind the tape. Play that again. Let's see. Okay, puts the towel over it, and boom, there it is. Oh, I've seen magicians do this uh, b- before. There's no scientific explanation for them is what, what they're saying here. Right. They're claiming that these are empirical defects in the claims made by Christians or in claims found in the Bible. Right. And At so- least they're dealing with facts in the Bible, yeah, right, at least. Yeah, good, right? And so so these two aspects, these two ways here, uh, he, the, this next section is called rationalism and empiricism, and that's what he's trying to explain here. He says, uh, uh, in the ancient world among the Greek philosophers, there were two basic approaches to doing philosophy. Thinking is believing, and seeing is believing, right? right? And so on the first approach, thinking is believing, he says we simply, uh, we can simplify it by saying that some philosophers think, if you want to figure out uh, the world and the way it is, then you have to stop and think about it, right? (laughs) Right. So that's the first way. Philosophers who follow this stop and think technique, he says, were rationalists. Mm -hmm. So that's rationalism. Right. And so you're, you're, you're. You're thinking about it, you're, you're, you're fitting um, uh, uh, these uh, base facts within uh, confines of, of what you think is rational in the world, and then you meet some outlying thing, and then you have to either come up with uh, a new law that uh, uh, exists in the universe of, of some point, or exists in the, not the mind, but the brain of, of the person, <laughs> uh, and, and then is useful, and then coheres with uh, the, the system as a whole, and so... Uh, you know, we think, oh, this is very logical. Uh, you know, uh, r- religion is just a, a, a foundation by which uh, uh, species survive. And so uh, there's nothing outside uh, of, of man. It's just man internalizing an ability to um, use uh, evolutionary uh, survival of the fittest attitudes that uh, get us to a greater survivability if we believe in more than just ourselves out in the universe. So that would be one way that we could say, oh, um, this person says there's evidence for God and the rationalist would go, Oh, but I can uh, think about this in a logical way that uh, incorporates it to my 
my base assumption in, in that, in that uh, idea. So he says, uh, uh, let, let me um, uh, uh, talk about other philosophers uh, that were less patient with this approach. Uh, it's not just enough to sit there in your armchair and think or whatever they had back then. Yeah. Uh, they probably had leather. The cows were <laughs> exist back then. Uh, their approach was to go look and see a method of figuring out the world. These philosophers were seen as believing type and known as empiricists. Empiricism is a way of knowing that that's dependent upon observation and personal experience with the senses. And that's the only way we get that. And we can know that because we can test even empiricism through empiricism, right? Well, maybe not. <laughs> so some people would criticize Christianity as being irrational because it is contrary to empirical evidence. Show me the resurrection uh, right. body of Jesus. Show me the tomb that he laid in. Show me uh, that uh, dead men can be raised from the dead. Uh, show, show me that a uh, um, uh, 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 amputee's arm can extend once prayed over. Then uh, maybe I'll believe. Right, <laughs> right. maybe. Yeah. 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 Let, the, let the stars align that says, uh, Tony, this is God. Believe in me. <laughs> oh, yeah. If that XO, happens, XO, yeah, God. Yeah, man, maybe I yeah, believe that. All right, yeah. maybe. <laughs> or, you know, it's a figment of your imagination or someone's yeah, drugged you or that's right. all yeah, these all, other defeaters. All kinds of, yeah, yeah, really. And so it says those two ways, uh, you know, you might be criticized as a believer for being irrational. One, that you believe the claims made in the Bible, even though there's no empirical substantiation for them, right? That's the empiricist right. side of the criticism, right? You don't have any proof no evidence right that kind of stuff and then or two that the claims made in the bible which you believe are in logical conflict with each other that's the rational side mm -hmm. right of the of the uh, irrationality claim right and so he said he tells us you know he'll come back to this but now he wants to deal with the tougher charge of being irrational and so there's a third one that he wants us to be right. aware of. He says, much more vicious is the claim made by critics who say that to be religious is to be a uh, Christian and be a Christian is to be dedicated to believing the absurd for absurdity sake. Yeah. Right. So I believe the absurd just because it is absurd. Yeah. And therefore, that's why I'm a Christian. It's so weird. It has to be true. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <clears throat> So, so sadly, unbelievers who think this way have often been given the help of certain Christian theologians who will say that Christianity is indifferent to logic. In fact, it gets so bad among neo-Orthodox theologians that sometimes they're even indifferent to truth. And mm -hmm. so neo-Orthodox is this, this area of... Uh, for the lack of a better word, Christianity that came out as, as, yeah. as, as a as a response to the liberalism of the the 20th century. Um, the kind of one of the biggest proponents of neo orthodox is Karl Barth, who uh, everyone has a good deal to say about Karl Barth, including <laughs> Karl Barth, and 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 so uh, you know they, they would um, they, they would have. Uh, this response to the liberalism that was coming out that that tend to to promote a social gospel, and so they wanted to kind of find. Uh, those extreme ones that were going towards uh, socialism and, and, and universalism and, and a whole scattering of other stuff that would lend to death and uh, starvation for other people <laughs> uh, for the best of intentions. Uh, and so uh, they came up with this uh, kind of neo-Orthodox uh, uh, idea. Um, and so uh, um, he doesn't cover it uh, specifically here, uh, but you can read about uh, Jay Gresham Minkin, uh, wrote a really good book called... Uh, Christianity and liberalism uh, that uh, that uh, kind of uh, uh, 
curtails this and, and talks about it as well. He also, in this book, reference uh, mentions uh, what is faith. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. This one as well. So, yeah. yeah and if you want to hear me uh, read uh, 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 as a senator, I'm sorry that I was a politician. Uh, I, uh, for uh, Anarcho uh, Christian, uh, did a kind of a radio play. Uh, where uh, Jay Grissom-Megan was being interviewed by Congress uh, uh, for uh, education. So uh, I have a, a small a small part, but it was really fun to, hey, to do yeah. that. So, so you're uh, a star. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, there are no small, small parts. There's only small actors. <laughs> the Bible says that the world will call what we believe foolishness. In other words, to be really religious means to hold on to something that appears to be foolish, even though it isn't. So, yeah. uh, you know, the, the entire world uh, accepts uh, uh, evolutionary science and, and follows the one world government. And you're just sitting there in your house going, nope, Jesus, I really believe you because this is so absurd, even though everyone's going to against it and that's how they're going to write uh the, the movie about me and uh and <laughs> you know uh you know look at people who believe that you you um you know you have the branch davidians uh uh for n- nothing bad should have happened to them but uh having this idea of uh of uh, david crash being the 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 kind of the messiah's uh coming for the end times and so uh against all opposition you're 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 hold up in Waco, Texas, and and you um, are are the only person that can have um, uh, children with the, the the women at the compound, and this this is the ideal society that's going to bring in uh, the the end times. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wow. I mean you know that's it might absurd. be a little little <laughs> irrational there, but but can you deal with it within the confines of 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 uh, uh, both worldviews? Right, and so what he, he says, what he's talking about here is uh, you know people who hold on to things. <clears throat> Excuse me, which they themselves say are foolish, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So they acknowledge that they're foolish, and simply because these things seem foolish or absurd, uh, then they think they're being very religious and holding on to them, right? Yeah. And the more foolish and the absurd it is, the more religious they think that they're being, right. right? And he says, as Christians, we're often put in this category. There are people who think we elevate the value of our personal faith in direct proportion to the to the degree that our faith is dubious or blind or mystical. Uh, that believers should degrade the worth of their faith to any extent that their faith accords with good reason, and that's the right thing to do, right? right? Degrading right. it, right? <clears throat> well, do Christians believe because it's absurd? Well, are we irrational because we believe the absurd? No. We believe what appears to be absurd to the world. Our job is to show the world that what it believes is, in fact, the real absurdity. All right. So we, 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 our job is to flip the script, right? right? They think what we believe is absurd. No, it may appear to be absurd, but our job is to say, but what you believe, right, is what is right. absurd. Right. Right. So having, having this neo-Orthodox look at what scripture is, oh, uh, you know, scripture isn't God revealing himself uh, to the world. It's, once you interact with it and utilize it, then it becomes the word of God. And so it's kind of that, uh, you know, uh, the, the Bible is written about people who experience uh, their version of, of God and they, they wrote down their experiences with it, but it's not really God's word. Well, the, the, the problem with that is you're always then going to be kicking out the, the, the foundation, you know, oh, um, John really wasn't telling us what the history was. He, he was making uh, theological points uh, only, and, and that was his purpose for writing. Well, that degrades our witness in what scripture is, um, but we, we want to be accurate with what 
uh, you know, the, the, the historical um, uh, ideas of, of what the Bible was at the time, uh, who it was written to, and, and all those things. And so we shouldn't just make claims because it's easier for us or because academia uh, tends to view this as, as the most uh, prevalent. Oh, this is the, the, the Q theory. This is the JPED theory. This is, you know, the, uh, um, the, the belief that uh, um, the apostles didn't care about history, but they were writing for only theological purposes. Um, and so we undercut then the, the, the Christian message for what has been historically believed just to kind of get out of the, the sticky situation of having to disagree with somebody in academia. Oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to go back to the metaphor of the, the beginning of this with the, the nice lady with the flight plans, uh, <laughs> the, the unbelievers are on a plane heading straight for Boston thinking they can get off in Chicago. And unfortunately this ticket, this plane doesn't stop. That's <laughs> doesn't right. Stop in That's Chicago. Right. And so what he, again, what he wants to show is that not what we believe is absurd, but he's going to spend the rest of the book actually showing right. <laughs> what the yeah. unbeliever believes is really what is absurd. Right. And that's what we're going to be able to see. Right. And, 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 and this goes against the, uh, the kind of the, 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 the idea brought in against presuppositions is, oh, you don't believe in evidence. You just uh, want to talk about worldview and, and, and uh, presuppositions and that's it. Well, no, we want to talk about evidence, but we want to talk about evidence that coheres with our understanding in line with our presuppositions. So the best presuppositionist is the evidence, is the person that believes and uses evidence, but they do it in a way that says all evidence is God's evidence. And so do we have then, or let me show you that my worldview allows me to use these things as evidence and your worldview cannot account for, for these things. Right, exactly. And so he says Paul was eager to reason with people about Jesus, right. not because there isn't a place uh, for faith, but because faith is not contrary to reason, right? He says, in fact, as it turns out, faith is the very foundation for reasoning to the point that those who claim that reason is the foundation for knowledge must have faith that it is so. Right. And so today he says there's a reversal. Most people think we must stand on the platform of reason and then maybe find a place for faith. But he tells us that Paul says, if you don't have faith in in the God of the Bible, then there's really no place for reason. Right. Uh, First Corinthians chapter one. Where's the wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the debater of this age? Paul asks us. Right. And uh, bring them on, he tells us. We're ready for them. Hasn't God made foolish the wisdom of this world? And that's what he wants us to see as we work our way through this book. Right. right? right. Yep, exactly. Uh, and so uh, let's just briefly talk about the kind of the layout of this book. Uh, at the, the, the chapter uh, commences, there's um, kind of highlights within it to, to show uh, main ideas, uh, uh, bolded keywords. Those keywords are defined in the glossary in the back of each chapter. There are footnotes, positive, yeah, always good. Uh, and then uh, there are questions for discussion that relate to the um, to, to what's being read there. So uh, it's a good teaching tool if you want to take this and go along, if you want to double check, okay, did I understand this? Um, I know uh, Eli Alla from uh, Revealed Apologetics is going uh, through this book. Uh, uh, coincidentally, no uh, no God view here, uh, and he's uh, going through the, the questions um, of, of against opposition uh, against all oppositions uh, on his platform. So uh, provide a link uh, to that so you can kind of get another perspective. And he's really good, really solid, uh, really, really nice guy. Um, 
And so uh, we're moving on then uh, next week to chapter two. Uh, we, we're not splitting up chapters this time because uh, this is a, a really good book to, to kind of hit an episode of chapter. And it's impossible to think without presuppositions. And wow. so uh, this is this is important uh, viewpoint that, uh, that kind of gets lost in the, um, did Jesus rise from the dead? Here are my facts, here are your facts. Who has the most facts? Who has the most compelling facts? Who is the, who's the best person to, to debate? And that's how we decide what truth is. Well, not, not always the case. And so uh, uh, if you're having a conversation with a friend, if you're, you're talking to people online, uh, uh, having this idea of what are the starting points that we have when we approach things like uh, facts or uh, things that fall uh, that, that, uh, that we uh, experience within um, our, our daily life and, and how, how do we, how do we interpret those, those things that come, come into us? And so uh, that's uh, uh, what our next chapter is. And uh, as always, uh, you can go to caveofthecross.com for all the short clips, all the past episodes, all our past books, and uh, easily view playlist, uh, YouTube, all the, the, um, the, the um, podcasts uh, that uh, you want. And um, you can um, hit uh, uh, weekly uh uh, daily videos uh, that uh, that we put out that are split up from this main one. So if you were like, oh, what was that one point that he had right in the middle instead of finding that one, you could just wait for the small clip or sh- uh, share it as well. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate you uh, uh, joining us for another book, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time.